It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold, Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring. On C103. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahdi. Public engagement on the CAP strategic plan has begun. We hear how Mokrana Ferrama is going about getting views of young farmers on the ground. A number of bodies have come together to promote a horse road safety campaign after a survey revealed issues on Irish roads. It is said soil fertility testing is the foundation of good farming. We hear why and how you can go about it. We look again at agricultural biodiversity on Irish farms and why it is so important. And John O'Connor has the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. On board Planola has received an objection to a €40 million Kerrygold butter processing plant expansion planned for Mitchellstown has been reported. The extended operation would double the capacity of the existing Kerrygold Butter Packaging Ireland operation, a subsidiary of Ornua. The application was lodged in March, aimed at bringing the extended plant capacity to 80,000 tonnes annually. It's been reported that concerns regarding volumes of traffic connected with the projected expansion, plus environmental concerns, have motivated the planning objection. Cork County Council have yet to receive appeals documents as understood. The generation of extra butter for the processing plant would initially at least require increased numbers of dairy cows, and the appellant, it's believed, linked this to increased CO2 and or methane levels. Mitigation or elimination of odours and noise would also require certain conditions being attached to the projected expansion planning permission being sought by the Kerrygold Butter Processing Operation Expansion. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. A new survey has revealed that four in five horse riders experience issues on Irish roads. The Road Safety Authority, Horse Sport Ireland, Horse Racing Ireland and Ungada Siakana have come together to launch a road safety appeal, calling on horse riders and other road users to share the roads safely. Senior Road Safety Promotions Officer with the RSA, Regina Staunton, joins me to discuss the survey findings, which have been described as alarming. They are um, alarming, all right. And the survey was carried out on 1,731 people, and the results were concerning. It actually revealed that four in five horse riders, that's 85% of horse riders, they experienced an incident when out on the road with their horse. And 12% of those resulted in an injury to either the horse or the rider. The most common finding was that cars and jeeps, they were involved in the highest percentage of these incidents. And after that then, 
cyclists and vans, lorries and agricultural machinery, they all accounted for an equal share of the remaining cases. So cars and jeeps, they involved the highest percentage of them. So that's what this uh, appeal is about. Um, we're appealing to all road users. That would be people who drive cars, cyclists, uh, pedestrians, just to be mindful of, of horse riders if you do meet them on the road. From the farming side of it, agricultural machinery as we know, there's a lot more of it on the road. Is there anything in particular there that was standing out? The main thing would be if if somebody passed out a horse rider on the road at speed or didn't give them enough distance, um, a horse being a flight animal, and I understand this myself from personal experience from riding horses on the road, they could easily spook and if a car or a vehicle or a truck or even um, a jeep and a trailer passes them out too close or too fast that could cause the, the rider to lose control of the horse and there have been some frightening experiences there other there have been one or two experiences from you know the wrappers of wrong bales where they might be kind of hanging behind the bale as the the tractor or the the trailer is passing and that can cause a horse to spook as well and there was a wide collaboration in this research between the RSA, the horse organisations and the Gardaí. Mm, absolutely. And the findings of the survey, they actually led to this particular appeal where the Road Safety Authority, Horse Sport Ireland, Horse Racing Ireland and Angarda Sheikona all came together to call on road users to be conscious of each other when using the roads. And really, this is so that we can all share the road safely. What would be the best advice that you could give to all road users? Well, the best advice and the best practice would be, first of all, for drivers, just to be alert maybe and to reduce speed, especially when travelling in areas where horse riding is popular. And country roads um, typically would be places where you'd see horse riders, but also might be if in areas where you might see riding schools or indeed signs for horses. And if it's a thing that drivers do meet a horse on the road, it's really important as well that you don't use the horn or the air brakes or even the lights in any way that could maybe uh, spook or startle the horse. Um, Another piece of advice would be if you're overtaking the horse on the road to reduce the speed just so that you're giving the horse and the rider um, enough uh, space as well. And again, as I mentioned earlier, horses, they're flight animals. And I know this again from experience. So something as simple even, uh, we'll say as a bird moving in the trees or a bright stone in the verge could actually spook a horse. Hence the importance of giving the horse enough space when overtaking. And that just ensures maximum safety for all. But we'd also have some uh, the, the same type of advice really for cyclists where cyclists have to remain alert as well if they're cycling on the roads. And because cycling is such a silent mode of transport, it's really important to, uh, that the horse and the rider can see or hear the cyclist approaching, just again so that the horse doesn't get a fright. And, but we'd also have um, some advice for horse riders because it's equally important that you remain uh, alert and observant when you are out and about using the road. And... For horse riders, it's it's important that you can be seen at all times and you can do this by wearing the right uh, protective gear, for example, your high visibility clothes or maybe putting on high visibility equipment onto the horse. And it goes without saying as well that the you should wear a riding helmet and that the tack that you have on the horse and the shoes, if, if they're wearing shoes, are safe for road use. One additional piece there is that it's important as well that the rider and the horse would have a level of competency built up before they'd ever go out onto the road. So 
all of those tips I think are important to ensure um, maximum safety. There are other elements then, for example, if you do meet, um, you know, farm machinery or vans or jeeps or, or cyclists, um, as a horse rider, it's important that you use the correct um, and clear and accurate hand signals so that they understand whatever your intention is when you're on the road. And, you know, the roads are here for us all to share. And I think, you know, once we have common courtesy, um, there's no reason why horse riders can't be safe on the road. Regina Staunton, Senior Road Safety Promotions Officer with the RSA. Well, following on from the recent Farm Safety Week, Tiagas has a number of short videos online now which highlight farm safety for children, keeping the elderly safe on a farm and farm safety with livestock. With their advisors, Peter Mullen, Anya Butler and Claire Mooney, which are worth looking at. To children, the farm is a playground. But remember, it's really a workplace with many hidden dangers. Children should always have adult supervision and a safe area to play in. Hazardous areas such as slurry pits should be fenced off and have signs alerting all to the dangers within. To a child, a shed full of hay bales screams fun. In reality, accidents such as falls, crushing or suffocation involving hay bales are all too common. Don't give children the habit of going for a spin. The Children in Agriculture Code of Practice states that under sevens are not allowed in the cab of a tractor or near other farm machinery, even with a passenger seat installed. Animals guarding their young can be aggressive and unpredictable. Keep children at a safe distance from livestock at all times. Children don't always understand danger. Talk to them today about safety on the farm. One third of fatal accidents on Irish farms involve people who are 65 years of age or older. Most of these fatal accidents are associated with tractors, machinery, livestock or falls from height. All too often farmers think that will never happen to me, but all it takes is a split second for a serious injury or death to occur. Getting old can affect a person's mobility, eyesight, balance and reaction time. Remember or remind those close to you to recognise physical limitations and assess dangers before carrying out hazardous work. If you're farming with an older relative, ask yourself, should they be carrying out the work at hand? If not, remind them to ask for help or encourage them to carry out a more suitable task. It's right for older farmers to keep active on farm. Give them the support by giving them important but safe jobs to carry out. Working with livestock is responsible for 20% of farm workplace deaths on Irish farms. Over half of deaths are caused by cows and heifers around calving. So use a proper calving gate before attempting to assist any animal at calving. Ensure the cattle handling penning is suitable for the animal type and numbers and that sufficient space to provide. Make sure that livestock handling facilities are strong enough to cope with the livestock category being handled. Never enter a crush with livestock. Ensure that the head gate for restraining an animal is correctly adjusted and maintained. Secure gates and stand to one side when closing the restraining gate. Always have an escape route when herding livestock. And you can catch those short online safety videos at tagisk.ie. Horse Racing Ireland reported significant growth during the pandemic as figures were published for the first six months this year. The figures point to underlying growth in the industry despite the continued impact of COVID on the country's overall well-being. While the pandemic had a major impact on all levels of the industry, particularly in the area of race courses and attendances, 
The metrics of horses in training, owners, runners, fixtures and race numbers have all shown strong growth over the corresponding pre-pandemic figures for 2019. There had been no public attendance at any race meetings in Ireland for six months this year and owners limited to 200 per meeting have only been able to return to the race track since June 7th. Commenting on the launch of the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine annual report for 2020, Minister for Agriculture Charlie McConnell TD said that despite the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and Brexit uncertainty, agriculture remains Ireland's most important native industry. The agriculture and food sector continue to play a vital role in Ireland's economy in 2020 contributing 7.1% of the total employment, along with agri-food exports accounting for 8.8% of total exports, with a value of €14.2 billion for Irish agri-food exports. The farmers, fishers and food producers are the backbone of the sector, and they ensure we can continue to play a key role as one of the leading food exporters in the world. The Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine produced this annual report for 2020 as an overview of key developments in its work on behalf of Ireland's agri-food sector, again amounting to €14.2 billion for agri-food exports for 2020. The year's publication sets out the major activities undertaken in 2020 as the Department continued to implement the five strategic goals outlined in the Department's previous Statement of Strategy. These include promoting and safeguarding public, animal and plant health for the benefit of consumers, producers and the wider Irish economy, providing income and market supports that underpin the rural economy and the environment. The Department's latest statement of strategy was published in April of this year, supported by an action plan for 2021. Further information on the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine latest statement of strategy available on the website www.gov.ie or lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. A free-to-watch rights-of-way webinar has been organised by the Irish Farmers' Journal with no pre-registration necessary. Questions may be submitted to the following phone number 086-836-6465 or questions may be sent to the following website webinar at farmersjournal.ie That's webinar at farmersjournal.ie all lowercase. The Rights of Way webinar on Wednesday, 25th of August, 8pm, may be watched live at the following www.ifj.ie forward slash rights of way, all lowercase. Speaking panel, Ashling Meehan, Agricultural Solicitor, Peter Bland, Barrister, Pat O'Toole, Irish Farmers Journal, Moderator, Amy McKeever, Irish Country Living Editor. 25th of August at 8pm. Watch live at www.ifj.ie forward slash rights of way, all lowercase. Questions regarding rights of way in Ireland may be submitted to the webinar by phone at the following number 086 836 6465 or to the website at webinar 
at farmersjournal.ie, all lowercase. It may be watched live on Wednesday, 25th of August at 8pm on the following www.ifj.ie forward slash rights of way one word all lower case. Further information if required in the Irish Farmers Journal 14th of August issue. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Examining whether family farms are fit for the future was the theme of a recent Oxford Farming Conference bite-sized webinar with panellists exploring the routes to resilience. The session was held in partnership with Nutfield Farming Scholarships and the first in a series to be held every month in the lead-up to a physical event in Oxford in January 2022. The topic came about through the importance of realising the resilience of people to be sustainable in their business management and more mentally and emotionally resilient. Over the coming months, speakers and contributors will offer interested perspectives and insights to offer inspiration and help to people navigating their way through the minefield of the increased costs and static incomes faced by the squeezed middle applied facing many family farms. The next webinar is on Thursday, September 2nd at 12 noon in partnership with the Nature Friendly Farming Network and will focus on farming on the front line of climate change with international farming input on sharing challenges around climate change, how they're coping and adapting, as well as what future support they will need. Further information available on www.ofc.org.uk. As you heard last week, the Joint Committee on Agriculture, Food and the Marine met on August 4th to resume the debate on issues around the forestry industry and the serious concerns around licensing which have been well documented here on Farm Talk. Members of the committee were anxious to discuss the drop in the number of tree felling licences issued in recent weeks, having been told it was due to the introduction of a new regulation where projects which fall under the Habitats Directive now require an additional 30 days of public consultation. So Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Senator Pippa Hackett, was invited to address the committee on the current situation. One of the issues raised was ash dieback in a contribution from Cork Senator Tim Lombard. Like we have a huge issue regarding how these plantations are going to be dealt with. Do you, you, you already said in your opening statement that you're proposing a change to that actual proposal itself. Are you proposing a new engagement with the actual affected farmers with the ash dieback? And how do you think this actual ash dieback issue is going to work going forward in the next two or three years? We have considerable holdings that you could argue the point are nearly a fire hazard at this stage and how they are going to be dealt with regarding the actual policy of the department regarding ash dieback. The current ash dieback scheme is in place really for just over a year. I think it was June of last year it was initiated. And, and you know, there have been, um, you know, a number of applications. I think we've had um, 365 applicants to that scheme since in the year. Um, yes, in the last week, we, we issued um, a change to the... Uh, pr- previously, it was limited to, to plantations under 25 years of age. A year ago, that uh, plantations over 25 years had a significant uh, commercial value and 
that it, it wasn't warranted. I mean, look, it has since become more apparent that that is not the case and that that has been through engagement with forest owners and, and planta ash plantation owners. And we have changed that, that the scheme is now extended to plantations over 25 years of age. That the total area of ash that's planted in the country, I think, is around 14,000 hectares. That's including those older plantations. Um, um, so the, I think from the commentary I've read in, in newspapers and on different um, forestry groups, it seems to have been well welcomed, this increase to, 20, to over 25 years for, that, for the ash dieback scheme. So I think that is good. Um, I think, look, ash... I think we're going to have to have a conversation about ash in a wider way as well because um, it's something that goes beyond the 14,000 hectares that are planted as part of the, the forestry program. It, you know, ash makes up most of our hedgerow trees. Ash makes up, you know, a large proportion of our fully grown trees on our farms, your farm, no doubt, my own farm. Um, and significant is landscape feature across the country and along roadsides and so forth. So, that, you know, it's not only the culturally significant, it is a significant uh, tree for, for carbon sequestration, storage, biodiversity, you name it. And pretty much all the ash trees in our country are going to be affected by ash dieback. So I think, you know, we do need to have a, a serious talk about ash and, um, you know, I'm going to explore that also. The exclusion of dairy equipment scheme in the CAP consultation document is said to be an insult to the dairy sector. The IFA National Dairy Committee Chairman, Mr Stephen Arthur, said the exclusion of the dairy equipment scheme from TAMS in the consultation document for the CAP strategic plan is actively, he said, discriminating against the dairy sector. The IFA is insisting that it be reinstated to support investment in the dairy sector. Stephen Arthur contended the department had been quick to forget the vital importance of the dairy sector to the rural economy. Our thriving growth in exports carried this country out of the recession. Yes, they are turning their backs on us now. He said the dairy equipment scheme is one of the most popular schemes within TAMS. Since its introduction, over 7,800 farmers had received grant aid from the scheme amounting to over €56 million. Euro. This, Stephen Arthur said, translates to total investment of over €120 million Euro in dairy equipment on Irish farms. Dairy farmers need continued support to meet increasing demands in the marketplace. The department has to make provisions for this vital scheme in the next cap. A statement there from the IFA National Dairy Committee Chairman, Mr Stephen Arthur. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Soil fertility is often considered the foundation of good farming. At the end of July, the IFA published some interesting data that showed farmers taking the Smart Farming Challenge in 2020 identified potential savings of €1,624 Euro or €25 Euro per hectare by implementing measures to improve soil fertility. John O'Connor is with me to look at soil fertility testing. So, John... What is the first step? We should qualify the term soil fertility testing by perhaps saying that the target should be sustainable soil testing. Soil testing is the first step in correcting any soil fertility issues on your farm and also get an accurate soil test result. But you must get a soil sample which is representative of the area you are testing. Chagas or your co-op can offer help here. I understand our supplier, Dairy Gold, offer a soil testing service for suppliers. That's correct. 
In the August issue of the Dairy Gold Suppliers Magazine, Milk Matters, a straightforward application form is available to apply for the Dairy Gold Sustainable Soil Service for Dairy Gold Suppliers. Or alternatively, if more convenient, applicants may sign up on the Dairy Gold website as follows www.dairygoldagri.ie forward slash soil all lowercase that's www.dairygoldagri.ie forward slash soil all lowercase there is also a phone contact for the Dairy Gold Laboratories at Lumberstown 022 31644 and can you say a few words about the soil test that Dairy Gold have developed at their analytical services laboratory based at Lumberstown near Mallow? This soil test looks at the total nitrogen pool contained within your soil and also the biological activity of your soil. By combining these two unique tests, Lumberstown Laboratory can estimate how hard your soil is actually working for you to maximise nitrogen release. Milk Matters magazine indicates that on land with high P and K levels in X4 and stocked at 2 dairy cows per hectare, equivalent to 0.8 cows an acre, you can save €23 an acre on fertiliser. More information on this figure on smartfarming.ie website. And can you remind listeners now about the five steps to improving soil fertility as set out in the Milk Matters August issue? 1. Get your soil tested. 2. Address the pH of your soil. Farmers should aim to maintain mineral soils at pH levels of 6.3. 3. Optimal P and K indices. Aim for a target index of 3 for both phosphorus and potassium. 4. Slurry and manures. Apply slurry to silage ground and fields that are index 1 and 2 for phosphorus and potassium. 5. Bespoke Fertiliser Plan. You can use the Dairy Gold Field by Field Fertiliser Programme to build a bespoke programme which maximises your farm's NUE nutrient use efficiency through the targeted application of slurry, lime, chemical nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. And John, why can soil fertility be a problem in Ireland? Well, a recent review of soils tested at Chogosk indicates that the majority of soils in Ireland are below the target levels for pH, which would be pH 6.3, P and K, index 3, and will be very responsive to application of lime to increase pH and also increase P and K. On many farms, suboptimal soil fertility is leading to a drop in output and income if allowed to continue. More data on the Chagas website under Soil Fertility. And how does soil testing fit in with the efforts to make agriculture more sustainable? As part of the European Green Deal, agriculture as an industry is required to reduce our nitrogen inputs by 20%. If this reduction is not coupled with improved nitrogen use efficiency output, profit at farm level will reduce. Schemes such as ploughing back chopped straw into the soil are part of efforts to encourage biodiversity in the soil. And finally, what is the best contact number or website for dairy gold suppliers wanting to have a thorough and comprehensive, sustainable soil test carried out on their farm? Firstly, there's the Dairy Gold Sustainable Soil Service application form on page 18 of the August Milk Matters magazine or a phone contact 022 31644 or the website 
dairygoldagri.ie forward slash soil. As usual, there's a wealth of knowledge to tap into with your local Chagas advisor or on the Chagas website, and your co-op will guide you in the right direction. Thanks, John. Reacting to this week's IPCC report, IFA President Tim Cullen said Irish farmers can be a big part of climate action if supported. He said recent changes in the Climate Bill, which recognises the carbon storage capabilities of Irish farms, is an important acknowledgement that farmers can contribute towards making Ireland net carbon zero by 2050. He said if we are to deal with the issue on a global level, then the issue of carbon leakage has to be central to policy decisions. There's no point in reducing production in a country like Ireland just to see it increase in regions which are not as efficient and can lead to greater deforestation. Efforts to meet the climate change targets must ensure that food production is not unnecessarily threatened, especially when the report highlights that one of the expected impacts of climate change will be a loss of food production capacity. That brings us to our topic this week on biodiversity with Ashling Malloy, dry stock advisor, Tagus Cantork. We're looking at agriculture biodiversity on Irish farms. Today, we discuss why biodiversity is important in farming. But first, what is agricultural biodiversity? So agricultural biodiversity, it refers to all ecosystems and life forms that directly relate to farming. So this would include kind of rare seed varieties and animal breeds, but also many other organisms such as soil fauna, your weeds, your pests, your predators and all of the native plants and animals that exist on and pass through a farm. Why is biodiversity then so important in farming? Well, really, all production depends on it, and we rely on it to carry out important services. So the likes of pollination, you have insects like your, bee, like your bumblebees and your solitary bees, and they're really important for pollinating crops and for wildflowers. And the other thing is your soil health. So your earthworms are essential for, for really good soil fertility to produce your crops. And then thirdly, from a pest control point of view, so there's insects and birds that can be used as part of an integrated approach to pest management on farms. You're making the point that biodiversity is declining, particularly, I suppose, in relation to farming and agriculture. Is, is biodiversity in decline? It is, unfortunately, Barry. And um, there, there's kind of uh, protocols, I suppose, in place there to, to help reduce that. So according to the um, was a report from the EU Protected Habitats and Species in Ireland, the main threats and pressures in our country is coming from agriculture, from forestry and fisheries, so probably more specifically coniferous woodland in that um, sense. Natural system modification, so any land drainage work that's been carried out can cause harm to it as well. Mining and quarrying, and this would include peat extraction as well, which probably isn't a big thing in around Cork, but where I'm from Monopoly, it's a massive talking point at the minute. And climate change is another huge pressure, and with the IPCC report that came out on Monday, which is predicting an increase in flooding and droughts going forward. So obviously that's going to have massive impact on biodiversity that's used to kind of certain temperatures and certain weather conditions. Pollution is another huge factor, and this is mainly water pollution in, in art and Irish context. Um, you have invasive and problematic species there, so the best example is probably the rhododendron in the Killarney National Park. So it's a lovely pink flower for anybody who knows it, but unfortunately it just tends to shelter out any kind of little plants and that that'll be growing in underneath. It just there's too much competition and there's no light that gets found to them, so they don't get a chance to grow. And habitat loss is another big one. So for example, any scrub removal or taking out hedges or ditches or that on a farm. Land abandonment, the best example I can think of here is kind of in the burn where they do their winterage grazing. It's actually really beneficial to the, the biodiversity that's there. And the cattle can graze back stronger vegetation and scrubs, so this will allow your summer flowers to grow. And the last one then would mainly be nutrient loss, and this is really coming from nitrogen and phosphorus. 
in a farming context. Ashling Malloy, Dry Stock Advisor, Tagus Cantork, and we'll continue that topic in more detail in next Wednesday's programme. A total of 1,907 new tractors have been registered in the Republic up to the end of July, according to figures from the Farm Tractor and Machinery Trade Association, FTMTA. The FTMTA figures show that registrations in July were up 64 units on the same month last year, while new tractor registrations for the year to date are currently running 26% higher than the same period last year. The three counties with the highest number of registrations over the first six months of this year were Cork, with 245 units, Tipperary, 153 units, and Wexford, with 120 units. Longford and Leitrim had the fewest registrations, recording just 21 units each up to the end of July. Figures provided by the Farm Tractor and Machinery Trade Association, FTMCA. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Three. Ministers O'Brien and McConlough launch public consultation on Ireland's NAP Draft Nitrates Action Programme. The Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage Dara O'Brien TD and the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConlug, have announced the opening of public consultation in relation to Ireland's Draft Nitrate Action Programme, otherwise known as NAP. Ireland's Nitrate Action Programme, NAP, gives effect to the requirements of the European Union Nitrate Directive in Ireland and is, the Minister has pointed out, a critical piece of legislation that all farmers would implement on their farms, including maximum fertiliser rates, manure storage requirements, 
periods for manures cannot be spread, etc. It is, the ministers at the launch pointed out, a cornerstone of the agri-sector's contribution to meeting the objectives of good water quality in our groundwater, rivers, lakes and estuaries. These regulations contain specific measures to protect against nutrient pollution arising from agricultural sources, and this review will look at further practical ways which farmers can support this objective. In opening this public consultation, Minister O'Brien said, Ireland's Nitrates Action Programme, NAP, plays an important role in helping us to achieve our ambition of protecting and improving water quality. Improving water quality is a key objective of government in parallel with biodiversity and climate action, and we must do as effectively as possible in partnership with all stakeholders. Minister McConnell added that farmers were playing a key role in improving water quality and the environment in which we all live and enjoy. NAP, the Nitrates Action Programme, is a key element of this commitment, Mr McConnell pointed out. This consultation with the public, he said, is an important step in the development of measures which will underpin Ireland's fifth Nitrates Action Programme. Minister McConnell looks forward to hearing from a wide range of stakeholders during this important consultation process. He said this would help us focus on developing a more sustainable agricultural sector. The regulations expire at the end of 2021 and a new Nitrates Action Programme must be published at the beginning of 2022 with the revised regulations to remain in place until the year 2025. The closing date for a seat of responses in the consultation process is 20th of September 2021. The consultation paper can be downloaded from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine websites at the following www.gov.ie forward slash agriculture or from the website www.gov.ie forward slash housing all lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Mokrin Ferrema has welcomed the changes announced in the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine Town Hall CAP consultation meetings after the original format did not allow for participants to ask questions freely, afford farmers the opportunity to engage in constructive conversation with department officials on the CAP proposals. MOCRA has begun its own series of farm walks to get the views of young farmers in relation to the CAP strategic plan. Mokrina Farmer President John Keane joins me to discuss the current consultancy process and how the changes which have been secured in the format of these meetings was important for participants. It was hugely important, Barry, because, you know, we felt in the, in the Minister's comments and we, we, you know, we welcomed the town hall meetings. The concept is, is, is a fantastic idea to get, to get farmers' viewpoints across. But from, from our point of view, we initially were understood that, you know, farmers would ha- have a chance to, I suppose, air their points of view and ask questions directly. But I think on, on Tuesday night, um, it was a webinar format and, and questions were typed in and, and gladly um, on Wednesday and Thursday, the, the, the format had been changed and uh, and farmers could ask questions directly, which is hugely welcome because it's it's very important that farmers both have their say and that they're listened to in, in, in relation to the cap and particularly, I suppose, the young farmers because there's a, a huge pressure on at the moment from from a lot of different angles and it's, it's very important that the, 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 the issues affecting young farmers are not forgotten about at the moment. And John, do you feel that MACRA had its voice heard in the run-in to the CAP negotiations? Well, I suppose MACRA has been involved in the, the CAP Consultative Committee all along. Um, my predecessor, Thomas Duffy, would have, been, would have sat on that committee and more recently myself. 
um, and we would have had bilateral meetings with the department and with the minister on, on many occasions as well. So we, we have had opportunities to, to discuss them and, and to, to talk through our points with the department. But I suppose from, from, from now forward, in terms of Ireland's own CAP strategic plan, um, it's very important that, that I suppose we get the, the membership of MOCRA involved, engaged, um, and we can get that viewpoint across because this current consultation that's, that's, that's open is closing at the end of August and MOCRA will be putting a, a very detailed submission into the Department of Agriculture on that and meeting with them over the course of September and October. So, um, look, there's, there's still plenty of opportunity for us to engage with, but I think it's crucially important that the, the voice of young farmers is strong and also that the, the voice of young farmers is listened to. Yeah, the broad outline of the agreement has been in the public domain for a number of weeks now. So how do you feel that it's been received so far? There are a number of positives, Barry, from it, no doubt. Um, if we compare it to the last round of CAP, um, uh, we, we look at the, the percentage allocation for direct payments under Pillar 1 for young farmers has increased from 2% to 3%. We look at the flexibility around um, the the use of uh, financial instruments for young farmers. We look at the support through, through eco-schemes. Um, and we also look at, the, I suppose, the funding for, for capital investment, which um, has an upper ceiling now of, of 80% should the, should the government choose to use it. So those are hugely positive. But I suppose from a young farmer's point of view and what we need going forward, if we look at the, the figures of young farmers over the past 20, 30 years, the trend is in the wrong direction from in the, in the early 90s and, and mid-90s of upwards of 10% of, of farmers under the age of 35 to now in the region of around 5% of farmers under the age of 35. Um, so, you know, increased supports are going to be needed. Um, priority access for young farmers is going to be needed to schemes and specific interventions around um, access to land and access to capital are going to be needed for young farmers as well because consistently those are issues that are highlighted by our membership as, as big barriers and challenges to, to both entering farming and also to, to, to grow an enterprise. And so you've begun your series then of farm walks as we call them, to get the views of the young farmers. What do you expect to learn from these then, John, that will probably help you with your detailed submission? It's a, a series of walks that which we've started this, this week. There's, there's three this week and there's um, three or four this coming week and, and, and some the following week as well. So we're very anxious to, to, to continue our engagement with young farmers. Um, our members have been at the forefront of of uh, what we've been saying and what we've been lobbying lobbying for in in CAP all along. So I think it's just to get the membership engaged to find out what what the issues really are amongst our members and what from this draft draft CAP strategic document that we've seen what they both agree with, what they'd like amended and what they want changed because um, I think given the, the challenges and the crossroads which we're, which we're facing it, it's hugely important so um, we're really looking forward to, to getting back out on farm and to meeting our members on farm and I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for farmers and young farmers to have their say. Mokrin and Ferrima President John Keane. A memorandum of understanding has been signed between the University of Limerick and Tiagask to facilitate two leading dairy research centres, the Dairy Processing Technology Centre and Vista Milk, to exploit synergy and collaborative opportunities for the benefit of future dairy research. DPTC is an Enterprise Ireland technology centre focused on driving future growth and sustainability in the Irish dairy processing sector. Vistamilk is the Science Foundation Ireland Research Centre. Its primary focus is to be an agent of responsible growth for the Irish dairy and agri-tech industry. The Memorandum of Understanding will leverage each of their competitive advantages to support high-quality collaboration to the benefit of the entire Irish dairy sector.
Lidl Ireland has given a kickstart to seven small Cork-based food producers. All seven have secured contracts through the Lidl Ireland Kickstart Producer Development Programme. It gives Irish food and drink suppliers the chance to showcase their products throughout Lidl's 210 stores in Ireland. This year's programme celebrates the very best of Irish produce from 43 small indigenous suppliers and will feature the following Cork-based brands, Borua Farm, Hagerty's Cheddar Cheese, Kinsale Bay Food Company, Mesha Coffee, Mama Bear Foods, The Cultured Food Company and The Fresh Fish Deli. The limited edition Kickstart promotion supporting these small cork producers is underway in Lidl stores while stocks last. Details of some forthcoming Farm Plastics Recycling Bring Centre dates. Bantry Skipper, Dunbitteran East, Saturday 14th of August. Castletown Bear, Donegan's Plantar, Tuesday 17th of August. Skull, Derry Connell Landfill, Wednesday 18th of August. Clonakilty, Lissa Verd Co-op, Friday and Saturday, 20th and 21st of August. Don Manway, Murray Brothers, Art Cahan Quarry, Monday and Tuesday, 23rd and 24th of August. McCroom Mart, Thursday and Friday, 26th and 27th of August. Clodov GAA, Monday, 30th of August. Farmers are kindly requested to please adhere to social distancing requirements in operation at all of the Brink Centres. Opening times 9am to 5pm unless otherwise stated. For further information or clarification of any details, kindly contact 1890 300 444. That's 1890 4444 or the website www.farmplastics.ie. One word, lowercase. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer. Offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs. On C103. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.